episode 10 of Dancing About Architecture, featuring myself, Joe Knos, and my friend, Scotty. There he is. He's here. Hi, everybody. It's Scotty. All Scotty, six of you. Who had an amazing day at disc golf today. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, five birdies. Not bad. Oh, just before when you were telling the story, it was four. Is it four? <laughs> yeah. Well, we're on air now, so it's five. It's five. Maybe six. Five. It's going to be seven tomorrow. Yeah. In episode 11, it'll be it'll be 12. <laughs> so after uh, a, a little bit of a hiatus, we're back. And back to just being me and Scotty. Yeah. At least for this episode. We'll see where, where things take us. And we've got a couple of things for you. And we're going to kick off today's Dancing About Architecture with an irrational belief. Yes. This is, um, you know, a thing I, I, I do believe that a person's smile can tell you so much about them. So much so that the first meet, upon the first meeting, there are those people that when you see them smile, just know that they're a total piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just it's something about it. Like there's a, it's a there's a neediness or a, or an awkwardness. Now is it based on the shape of their smile or their whole face or yeah, just their mouth? The whole I think mouth is a big part. Like mouth and eyes. Yeah. Um, like you definitely get the neediness from the eyes. The neediness is where's the neediness? Like a need in, like they like they need approval or they need. Mm. Like you can just see the insecurity just beaming off of them. So you've seen somebody, is it somebody that you've been hanging out with for a while and you just haven't seen them smile? Or is it like a stranger, you're hanging out, you're in the supermarket line and somebody turns and smiles and you see it? Or I, yeah, I can see somebody smiling at somebody else. Oh yeah, they're not even And just know it and you. just be like, ah, you know, really? danger, Will Robinson, danger, run away. Yeah, I don't think I've, I don't think I've witnessed this. This is maybe something that... You've got a keen sense for, yeah. I mean, like, it's experience. You know, it's it's being cornered at social events by someone that I just don't want to talk to at all. That just keeps telling me, yeah, all about themselves and or whatever bullshit they come up with, and it's just and you're just like, yeah. So you know to avoid them based on that smile. Yeah. Are there other things you can tell about them from the smile, like? I mean, I think you can tell, like, it, it's, you know, a lot of things. Yeah. I, I, I feel like... What their intentions with your penis are going to be? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, like, there's a, a, a girl that has a smile that is just... Yeah. Stay away. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think I've noticed that. Yeah. The stay away smile. Like, where you just know, like, that's just... There's... <laughs> Don't smile back. There's ten times the crazy going on there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that that I've learned to run from. But yeah, there's a certain like big smile that some people have. Like they just like have a big mouth or whatever it is. Or a, like, a mouth full of teeth. Yeah, but it's like just something about their their mouth that tells you their parents loved them too much. Their parents loved them too much. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't critical enough of them growing up. Right, right. Too much positive reinforcement, not enough, shut the fuck up. Yeah, you yeah. Know, you're an idiot. Yeah, yeah. So like um, abusing and misusing the smile. Yeah. It's just a smile that's had too much encouragement and doesn't know 
So we're sort of shoehorning this into irrational beliefs, and maybe we should maybe we should dissect it a little bit further. Okay. And see and see how it we can make it an irrational belief. Like so, why? I threw it in there. I mean, I'm I'm the one that actually said this should be an irrational belief. So I guess it's really on me to figure it out. But um, I guess it could be considered irrational, right? Because you can't really tell somebody about that much about somebody from their smile. No, right? You can't. Not at all. <laughs> and oftentimes you're totally misled by it. Like somebody that you may have thought that about, you'll meet them later on and be like, "Wow, this is a great person." Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've had people that, like, upon first meeting, they annoyed the fuck out of me. Yeah. And then I was just like, you know, it was just the circumstances. It was whatever the day or whoever was around. Yeah. Maybe there was a girl there that they had a crush on, and they were just, like, flustered. and. Right. Yeah, and... you never really can tell. No, you can't. But I like to pretend that I do. Yeah, especially on the podcast, yeah. where you're a professional podcaster. Right. And people are waiting on your every word and the things that you say on here really mean a lot to thousands of people yeah and i think like i i have you know honed my judging skills to somewhat of an art where it's like i may not be right but i'm entertaining about it right yeah well we'll leave that to the to the listeners <laughs> all 43 of them actually i was 26 uh, I think it, a few weeks ago it was up to like forty three. Wow, I think yeah. It's, you know, if you put those people, you put forty three people in this room, it would be unbelievably crowded. It would. Yeah, it's a good way to look at it. Um, okay, so to to top that off, I've got an irrational belief myself. Okay. And I think we've discussed this before, but I just wanted to sort of bring it back up. I have this irrational belief that I need to eat pancakes more often. Yeah, you mentioned this recently. Yeah, it was a few weeks ago we were having breakfast somewhere, and I ordered pancakes, and I was excited about it. Yeah. And so I started ranting about how I, every time I'm in an opportunity to have pancakes or somebody gives me pancakes or I happen to see them on the menu for some reason, they're on a special or something like that, I think, man, I just, I don't eat pancakes enough because I love pancakes. Gotta have some pancakes. But I just don't ever think of it. And then like every t single time... It's time for Joe to have pancakes. Mm -hmm. That's the thought that goes through my head. Yeah. So obviously I'm not having enough pancakes. If that every single time I have pancakes, I go, man, I should eat pancakes more often. Yeah, I remember that, uh, that, that day that we got the pancakes too. Like we ordered a short stack of pancakes. Yeah, that wasn't it, even like the main course. We each had our own breakfast. Yeah, and then we just, we, we had a pancake each. Yeah. Um, which I, that went a different way than I expected. I, I was expecting we were going to like dress up the pancakes and then cut the stack in half. Oh, really? And each have two, you know, halves stacked. Because I like the, the stacking part. I like the stacked part of the pancakes. I like the layer. You get, like, you get that nice butter layer. Did we each just take a pancake? Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't really remember. Yeah, that was the way, like, you were kind of like, you just like took a pancake. And I was like, oh. Oh yeah. Oh, the, we'll that's because that yeah. Way. No, I have a thing about that. You do. You have a thing about a lot of things. Yeah. I don't. I didn't want my pancake to touch your pancake. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. I, it's just it's it's a weird it's a weird pancake thing mm -hmm. that would probably happen more often if I had pancakes more often. Right. You don't like your pancake touching other other men's pancakes. No. It's just uncomfortable. 
And maybe it's maybe it actually means I shouldn't have pancakes as often. Well, what if you're with uh, your wife? Well, I guess that's a different story because like I would eat, I would eat her pancake. I would uh, I would stack her pancake and eat it, and I and I'd share a stacked pancake with her. So you're telling me you'd stack your wife's pancakes? Uh, yeah. Every and then day. you'd eat those pancakes every day. All right, when they're stacked. While they're stacked. While they're stacked. All right. Her pancakes are pretty stacked. Yeah. Yeah. So enough about my pancake disorder. Um, let's move on to how do you live like that? Yes. And Scotty brings an interesting how do you live like that. <clears throat> yeah, this one, it just came to me. I was um, scrolling through... Uh, Facebook and there's a picture of Prince William and it I think I had seen a picture of him like in the in line at the grocery store you know on the on people magazine cover or something like that yeah and it it didn't quite set in but like how just how really awful his hair looks it looks pretty bad yeah yeah like it looks like a like I was saying, it looks like in, on Saturday Night Live when they do when when Melissa McCarthy dressed up as Sean Spicer, like it, it looks like a a wit like a fake bad hair thing. Like they just wanted to, like they were gonna age him twenty years. It's like a bald and the cap make, with yeah. a bad haircut on top of it. Yeah, and like they, they were gonna age him twenty years, and the makeup department was like, "Well, we don't have time to do wrinkles on the face. Let's just give him a really shitty bald head with some fuzz on it." Yeah, that's the thing about it for me is that he's. He doesn't seem to do any sort of maintenance with it. Nothing. You know, he's got those little fuzzies where it's like he could... Because for a while there, he had the the sides of his hair kind of like, I'm going bald look. Yeah. Right? Which was okay because it's like, oh, they're in that transitional phase where they're going bald and they haven't quite decided what to do yet. Right. And that works for people who are not famous for like long periods of time. But somebody who gets their picture taken on, and you see on People magazine and is royalty, mm-hmm. they, they have a limited window to decide what to do at that point. I agree. Like, I, you, you got to jump over. You got to get over it. It's time to just shave. Bruce Willis it. Yes. He decided right off the bat. How, how, many, how often did you see Bruce Willis with that haircut? Zero times. Right? Yeah, I'm trying to think of a movie where they, they rocked the bald where he rocked some hair maybe when he was playing one of he his had, cop roles he had hair in moonlighting right yeah do you have a full head of hair or he was kind of balding he had like you know sexy cul-de-sacs sexy cul-de-sacs yeah like where it was like his hairline was receding oh when, yeah when yeah, Bruce yeah. Willis. i never heard of it that way i just made it up sexy cul-de-sacs sexy cul-de-sacs <laughs> um yeah but yeah prince william he's just it seems like he just hasn't decided to go all the way. Yeah, like it looks like somebody t- took a flamethrower to his head. Like, what's a movie where somebody got like blasted with a bomb or a, or or fire, and then like their hair was just fried? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody just shot a flamethrower right over the top of his head. Yeah, and just singed it there, but didn't get the sides. Yeah, yeah. And it's the yeah the blonde fuzz. Wouldn't we feel stupid if we found out that's really what happened? <laughs> right. Like, we haven't done our research. Maybe it's quite possible that, like, he, that actually happened to him. He had a a flamethrower accident? Well, I mean, like, you know, 
the UK is full at, of flamethrowers. Well, not that well, they don't have guns. They're out there invading other countries all the time, taking over the world. Obviously, one of those countries must have some flamethrowers. Like maybe he was in Uganda taking over, trying to take over there. Or overlooking the diamond mines. Overlooking the diamond mines and uh, and caught a flamethrower to the top of his head. I feel like that would have been a big story. Maybe they're trying to keep it under wraps. Yeah. And they're trying to cover it up by just having him have a bad haircut. Just now he's just he has a shitty haircut. He's got the two and a half weeks into chemotherapy look. Yeah, but he doesn't have... The smile of somebody who's going through chemotherapy. No, he has the smile of someone whose parents, you know, went to the same family reunions as children. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, well, and he's also got the smile of, I never have to worry about anything. That not money, not women, nor my hair for the rest of my life. Right. Like, he probably has never even cut his own fingernails. Probably not. Look at the way he's waving in that picture. <laughs> he waves like somebody who's never cut his own fingernails. And I know. Why do you know? Because I I know a lot of people who do that. Who don't cut their own fingernails? Yeah. Okay. I thought that was a picture of him, but that's a really strange burn victim looking hair. Yeah, I think it is. The, that's the makeup version yeah. of him. That's from Saturday Night Live. Who's that kid? I have no... I think it's his child. He has children. Oh, right. Him and Kate Middleton. We should switch their hair in Photoshop. That could be fun. Yeah. God, he is just like such a... He definitely has got a little mongoloid look going on. You think so? Yeah. Why is there a picture, a random picture of Justin Bieber mixed in with him? Because Justin Bieber's a prince. He is? I don't know. Prince of what? Prince of pop. Prince of pop. Yeah, Michael Jackson's the king of pop. Justin Bieber is definitely the prince. Yeah, I suppose so. Does he ever get to graduate to be the king? No. No. Mm -mm. So when you're the king of pop, like you're always the king of pop. Yeah. Like Elvis will always be the king. Of southern... Pop. Really? King of rock and roll. I guess he... Yeah, but he wasn't. <laughs> yeah, but he was the king of like what was rock and roll then. He was like the king of the, the first white guy that played black people music. Yes. And, you know, brought some flavor to the radio for a change. Right. And made it rock and roll. Okay. Right? Yeah, I guess so. He added some roll to that rock. Totally. I don't know. I just I, I really don't have that much respect for Elvis. No, I never have really either. But I guess he did predate the Beatles, so he gets credit. Sure. I mean, he did some stuff pretty cool, pretty well. He could. I mean, like he could dance. He could dance. Yeah. He definitely was a dancer. He made a lot of movies. He did. I, have you ever seen an Elvis movie? <laughs> yeah. I've never watched an Elvis movie. No, you should watch one sometime. It's I, pretty I, terrible. I like I want to. Like I think Elvis like in Hawaii. What's that one called? Elvis Goes to Hawaii? I don't know. No, it's not like an earnest movie. It's like... <laughs> Elvis Does Hawaii? Um, <laughs> it's... 
It's got a. It's got an even worse name. Oh, going to Maui. <laughs> Surfs up, Calabunga dude. It's probably a surf movie, right? Elvis. If he goes to, if Elvis goes to Hawaii, he's probably surfing. Blue Hawaii. Oh, there's this is that just sounds like something Elvis would say. Oh my God, there's more than one. There's, I'm sure he went to Hawaii for to make movies all the time. We have Blue Hawaii. We have Aloha from Hawaii, 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 Hawaii. Hey Hawaii. Um, (laughs) And then Elvis. Oh no, it's this one's called Paradise Hawaiian Style. What's the uh, What's the gay porno one that he does in Hawaii? Uh, Blue Hawaii. That's Blue Hawaii. Yeah. Right. That was my favorite. With like a bunch of dudes in loincloths. Yes. In a canoe together. Sucking each other's dicks. Yes. That's just like the cover photo for the trailer on YouTube. It's yeah. like He's like holding a guitar and nothing else with a bunch of other naked dudes. Are they Hawaiian naked dudes? Because he's like teaching the Hawaiians how to rock and I roll. I mean, they're 1961 Hawaiian naked dudes. So like, you know, white dudes with... Just really good tan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you think about it. Like, if you were a a rich celebrity movie star and and you had the opportunity to, like, go shoot a couple movies in Hawaii, you'd probably jump on that. Like, oh, I'm just going to shoot another Hawaii movie. Oh, yeah. The way they made movies back then, you know, like in the beach blanket bingo days and just where there were just these. Yeah. You know, garbage sing-along musicals with no semblance of a plot. But you just go get to be Elvis and hang out in Hawaii for a few months. Yeah. Right? Totally. And like, air quote, act. Right. You have a doctor, you know, prescribing all the pills you want. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's just, that's the stuff right there. Right? That's, that's, that's why Elvis is the king. Yeah. He was the king for so many reasons. Just like yeah, he had the colonel. He had the colonel. His manager was the colonel. Oh right, you know who was just like super badass. Yeah, keeping him, keeping his drug balance just right, <laughs> just complete control. Anybody like that needs a good manager. Yeah, I right? don't know if he was a good manager, but he was definitely Elvis's manager. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Totally. Can't believe we're talking about Elvis. Yeah, see, things just tend to, tend to tend to veer that way on our podcast. We go from Prince William's hair to Elvis. You never know where we're going to go. No. Always speaking of that, you never know where your wife's going to go when she's sleep talking. It's amazing, isn't it? I'm um, excited to hear like the real version, the full version of this. Yeah. Because I kind of half heard it this morning. but. Yeah, I, I didn't... Um dial this one in and it, it for for all of our listeners that are new to the, new to the podcast and this is your first episode my wife talks in her sleep and has no memory of sleep talking when she does it and so usually like the the circumstance that happens is, is like she'll get in bed and fall asleep like while i'm like still brushing my teeth or doing a couple more things before i go to bed and then like i'll like wake her up getting into bed Right. Or if I like roll around, switch my pillow up or something like. But she's kind of been asleep for a little while. Yeah. It's like her early stages of sleeping. And then she'll just she'll like wake up and and start talking. And usually it's like I can't understand what she's saying at first. And then she'll have this like little section of of just magic. Where she makes sense. Where she. Well, she's clear. Yeah. She's coherent. Yes. She's understandable. Yeah. 
So uh, this one was, um, she said something, and I was like, what, babe? And she's like, my legs are broken. They're falling off. They're crumbling. Well, they're falling off. <laughs> and then she stops talking and just kind of like presses her face up against my arm and blows two full lungfuls of air, just point blank range, just jets of air against my arm. Yeah, she was just like <gasps> blowing you up as if you were like an inflatable Scotty. Yeah. Yeah. But like the air is like actually bouncing off, you know, it's not, she's not like, she didn't have her lips to your like skin, not, not sealed, but like right up against it. Right up. Was it hot? Like burning? No, it was, it was yeah. warm and a little moist. <laughs> yeah. You know? Right. And slightly uh, uncomfortable. Yeah. And like, I, I mean, and then I'm just laying there like belly laughing, you know, trying not to wake her up. Cause I like, I don't know if she's gotten anything more left in the tank, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Just trying to wait it out. Yeah. Do you ever try to like respond to her? A hundred percent. Yeah. I find that the responses goad her a little bit. Yeah. So like I will respond. It's almost like a conversation. Right. You can kind of keep it going. Yeah. Nice. Oh man. It's, it's just, it's one of those like gifts in life, you know, like yeah. I didn't know this about her getting into it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I am just so happy about it. That'd be great if you could advertise that kind of thing, like on Tinder or dating websites, like a little like quirk that you have like that, that like might potentially be appealing to some, like if you, before you met her, if you had like been in been like on a dating service or like came across her profile and it said, something that I do is I speak nonsense as I'm going to sleep and like say really random funny things. Yeah. Would you be like, yes, this is the woman for me. I love it. <laughs> yeah. She's not the, it's not the first um, relationship I've been in that, that had sleep talking. Oh yeah. Yeah. But this is like where it's, it's actually kind of coherent. Right. Um, the other, other girl that I dated that would do it, she, it was like a word salad, uh, like a schizophrenic rant oh, like right. where it's just nothing connects. Right. You yeah. Know? You couldn't make anything of it. No, it would be like, you know, the almost Tourette's. Yeah. Like, so she'd say something like, you know, down in Oakland, the baseball sandwiches are falling out of the fire hydrants, you know, like where there's, yeah. there's, there's somewhat of a subject and a predicate. I mean, it's based in reality. Right. But it's like that's total what, nonsense. That's yeah. what happens in Oakland. Yeah. All I guess. Yeah. I that's mean, true. Why? Yeah. Why is that even weird? Those baseball sandwiches are pretty good. They are. Yeah. And like when they open the fire hydrants and they start just coming out, yeah. it is a real treat. You just got to be careful not to get shot in the process. Yeah, but that makes the sandwich taste that much better. It does. You know, when you're you running know. down the street for your life. Yeah, and you got a little blood from a stranger to salty it up for you. Yeah, armfuls of sandwiches. It's oh, wonderful. Armloads of sandwiches covered in a stranger's blood. Are there better ways to spend an afternoon, Joe? No, no. I mean, unless you're somebody else, maybe. Uh, all right. So picture this, Scotty. Maybe not picture it, but just think about it. I was thinking about this the other day. Okay, I'll close my eyes. Yeah. Close. Are they closed? Yeah, close them. They're closed. All right. Is there any correlation between a Murphy bed and Murphy's Law? 
uh, yeah, the the name, the name Murphy. Mm-hmm. But is it just a coincidence that there's a Murphy bed and that there's Murphy's law? Because a Murphy bed seems like a kind of a contraption that would Murphy's law would apply to. Yeah. In many circumstances, right? Yeah. Because the bed that fit, goes in your wall and comes out and falls down from your wall, so it's like got these opportunities to hit you or you to get closed up in it. Like it's got that some sort of comedic aspect to oh, it. Oh yeah, I mean it's like it's an it's it's half an I Love Lucy episode, right? For sure. Yeah, and you could probably apply Murphy's Law to parts of that episode. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. And like having owning a Murphy bed, you know, like there's there's going to be that fear of like you know you lay down. Have you ever slept in a Murphy bed? Mm, no. Okay. We used to have a. Can I open my eyes now? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> We used to have a Murphy bed uh, in our guest house when I was growing up. Okay. And uh, so I slept in it a few times. And like when you're a kid, yeah, and you it sleep in a Murphy magical. bed, and you don't have a lot of weight to hold it down. Oh, you actually have to. The have fear work. is real. You're like worried that the bed's gonna fold you up. Yeah, a hundred. Like with a monster underneath it. Oh man, like, a monster could like fold you up, just as if you were like a waffle. And like make you like a waffle, like the Murphy bed's a waffle maker for a monster. Totally. And just flatten you in it, crisp you up nice, and and then not share you with his friend by cutting you into stacks. Right. Yeah. Yeah, like that's the. the... I didn't realize that a Murphy bed, like it, it actually has the potential to fold you up in it. I always thought that was kind of like a joke about Murphy beds. I mean, it didn't really like it had like ours had like a weight assist. You know, so like it, mm-hmm. it was light to to flip it up. Like it came with a guy that held it down for you. Um, Big fat guy. Called, no, called I him mean, your weight assist. It really depends on how much you feed him, how mm-hmm. big they are. Right. But no, it it had like uh like springs that would kind of counterweight. Right. So if you needed to get it in back into the wall, no one hand, no, no problem. problem. Yeah. But that adds the risk of if you're not heavy enough to hold it down yeah when you're like a 50 pound kid so say there's a 50 pound kid sleeping in the murphy bed and i come in the room and i just grab the murphy bed and fold it would i be able to fold that kid into the wall oh one-handed yeah yeah because my, my friends and i i mean we've definitely experimented with folding each other up in the murphy bed. yeah yeah i feel like i would want to do that like come in and say something about murphy's law and then do that yeah. oh like a little hey one, kid a one-liner whatever can happen will happen and then just fold him into the wall that's a good one right yeah see that's the correlation right and these are the kind of life lessons i feel like children don't learn anymore no Mm -mm. they really don't we need more murphy bed murphy's law in the world these days yeah and i think we need baby boomers to having children still we need baby boomers to keep having children yeah because they were the best at it they were that's why they called them baby boomers, right? Yeah. Because they just boomed out babies. They made the best babies. Gen Xers. Yeah. You know, millennials, garbage at making children. Right? Yeah. Children suck now. Yeah. For the worst. What came between what came between baby boomers and Gen Xers? Um just assholes. <laughs> <laughs> like what would that, that Because be like, like now they've got everything like broken out into these little like micro Right, because like between baby boomer, I think baby boomer ends in like sixty five. Yeah. So sixty five to seventy one. Okay. Yeah. Who's born then? 
Apparently nobody. Can we think of any celebrities? How old would you be? If you were born in 1970, you'd be 48. Yeah. So oh, like, Joe Rogan's in that category. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Joe Rogan. Tom yeah. Cruise. Yeah. They're all, they're all that in that, that age group. Yeah. What are they? The nobodies? Uh, homunculi. Oh, no, wait. They're Gen X. Because they're like 50. So they would be 68. Yeah. 70. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's not Gen X. Gen X is like 65 to oh, 74. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Something like that. I think so. All right, so that, I mean, that is Gen X. So, that, I, so then it just goes baby boomer straight into Gen X. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I always assumed that there was something in between. Right. I always thought that Gen Xers started in like the My parents 70s. are baby boomer generation. Right. I'm Gen X generation. Yeah. If I had kids when I was supposed to, my kids would be millennials. Right. Right? Yeah. And I guess you could be pre-baby boomer and have kids in the 60s, in the late 60s. Yeah. I guess people just have kids all the time and like they don't conform to a specific time range. I know. We should really start working this out. Right. Be like we're gonna create a generation. Everybody hold. <laughs> yeah, just keep your shit together. Yeah, don't have any kids. We're gonna create a new generation, and it's gonna start in three years. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. Hold, hold steady. Hold, hold steady. Oh, I see you over there, you Catholic Irish family. You just stay away from don't, each other. <laughs> don't you fucking look at her like that. No, no, no. no. Keep lifting those weights. <laughs> God, can you imagine how many social adjustments we would have to make if it was like, okay, we're, as a, as a culture, we are not going to make babies for three years. Like, how drastically our culture would change. Yeah. I mean, it would it'd almost be as hard as banning guns. Yeah. To prevent that. Yeah. Because, like, I Unless think... Unless like, sterilized everyone in the... Like, temporarily sterilize everybody in through the water. Yeah, like a chemical castration element yeah but not so brutal just three years yeah it's not castration well temporary chemical Chemical castration that's what i said chemical castration but just the word castration is just oh it's terrifying oh because there is a way to chemically castrate somebody like yeah you dip their balls in acid right i guess technically that's one way that's a chemical castration but yeah i have an aunt that's a pharmacist and she has vehemently argued that you know a rapist should be chemically castrated and she seems convinced there's like a one-shot deal that can just fucking end your dick functioning for life oh yeah i'm pretty sure there is yeah isn't that why they called him castro fidel fidel because that was what he did to everybody i don't know man cuba is like the most sexually charged place i've ever been yeah, but his enemies. Though. Like it's just like a flirty culture. I'm talking about it's like, his that's enemies. That's all they have. Oh, he. Oh no, his people his were enemies. his enemies. Yeah. Yeah. Now his people, then <laughs> no, they're they're pro Fidel people. Obviously, I mean the guy fucking he ran the country for, for a long time. Ever yeah. and like anyone that wanted to stand in opposition to him would immediately have the backing of the U.S. government and military, and no one ever did. Right. Effectively, I mean the Bay of Pigs was well, because a fucking you know abortion. why because he castrated them. Or the threat of castration. Or the threat just because going up against a guy who's named after a procedure that removes your balls. I thought he was named after motor oil. Oh, 
It's possible. Yeah. It's it could his have family came from like the motor oil company. Right. Fidel Castro oil. Yeah. Or maybe from the the, the, the syrup that makes you throw up. Fidel um, Castor oil. Castor oil. Oh, yeah. The Castor oil family. The, the Castor oil family. Well, because they can grow castors in Cuba. They can. Yeah. The castor trees everywhere. Right. Yeah. And the oil makes you throw up. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's what, one of his techniques, too. Yeah. Or maybe it was a combination of the three. And that's how he earned that name. Castration, castor oil, and what was the other? Cast, castor, no, castor oil. Castrol. Castrol. Castrol, yeah. The oil, the, yeah. the motor oil. Yeah. Yeah. Castrol, well, I mean, motor oil. It's, just, it's, it's one of those things that's meant to fuck with you. Like castrol. It, yeah, it feels like you have a big chunk of toffee in your mouth and you're trying to say it. <laughs> I don't know what that's like. Yes, you do, Joseph. Never had a big chunk of toffee in my mouth. You just put a big chunk of toffee in my mouth earlier, after you put one in your mouth. It's a large piece of toffee. It, it is. It should be like half. half. Yeah, those those chunks should be easily half. Yeah, Scotty and I, we tried some toffee tonight. Yeah, that was the, the in the English snack market that we went to. We bought a bag. Well, I bought. I decided that I wanted to buy a bag of Yorkshire toffee, a good proper toffee. Because I just didn't really know. I don't really. I've never had just toffee. I've had things with toffee in them, and I looked at the bag, and it's like a picture of. Uh, it looks like cubes of caramel. Yeah. Right. So I wanted to know, like, what's what's the difference here. So I, I opened it. I unwrapped. They're all individually wrapped in here. I opened one. I put it in my mouth. And it basically, I couldn't tell the difference between it and caramel. It, it tastes like caramel. It's got the consistency of caramel. But they, these chunks, I don't know if you ever had like hubba bubba bubba gum, bubble gum, hubba bubba or like bubblicious, like those big. Yeah. It's about the size of one of those pieces, right? Yeah, like the hubba bubba or the bubblicious that have the comic in right. with it. Yeah, know? it's like a slightly bigger than that even. It's about the size that if you have it in your mouth, your mouth is going to be in a weird, awkward position. It's going to be either like stuck open or stuck closed and like your cheek like jutting out. Right. And if you try to talk or walk up a hill. Yeah, it makes it... 20% harder to walk uphill. It does. And and it, and probably like 40% harder to talk. Easily. So here's the difference. Caramel is sugar and cream or milk with butter occasionally in the mix. Caramel is cooked at a lower temperature, about 248 degrees Fahrenheit, while toffee is heated up to about 300 degrees Fahrenheit to make it crunchy. But it's not crunchy. I know it's fucking caramel. It's this is this is like so toffee is made out of caramel. Yeah, toffee is just overcooked caramel. Yep. And According what they're selling that. us here in this bag is undercooked toffee, which is caramel. Which is caramel. Is is it like the coriander fucking cilantro thing? Is that what it is? Where like in a different place they just call it something different, but it's the same exact thing. I, I believe so. It must be right. Yeah. You know, like in the EU, like they don't have the word cilantro. Right. 
it's coriander. Right, and in England they don't. Um, what's the other one that's like really fucked up? It's uh, Prince William. Oh, it's it's in the uh, all the Commonwealth countries. It the, like so all the former British, you know, all, all the countries with the Queen on their money. Yeah. Um, they have uh this lettuce called rocket. Yeah, yeah, arugula. Arugula, yeah. Yeah. So we call it arugula. All the the rest of the English speaking world calls it rocket. Right. And it, and then when I first found that out, I thought it was like a cool nickname for arugula. Yeah, me too. I was like, "Oh, that's cool. It's cute. You guys call it rocket as like a cute nickname." And they were like, "No, that's what it's called." Right. Like I thought it was a bad translation cuz I like the first time I learned it, I was at a restaurant in Spain with my buddy who's Australian. Oh. Uh, and I was like, "What the fuck is it?" Like you know, they're like it was in a uh, an area in Spain where there's a lot of, uh, you know, English-speaking tourists, right? So, like, sure. you open the menu, and there's, like, an English page and a Spanish page and, like, a German page for there's a lot of Germans, too. Yeah. And so on the English page, it's, like, you know, Rocket. And I'm like, what the fuck is Rocket? <laughs> and he's like, you know, it's like uh, it's like a lettuce or like an herb. It's a, it's a bit peppery. Arugula. Arugula. Right? And I'm like, you're talking about arugula? <laughs> Which is also a fucking weird word, because if, like, you grew up calling that shit rocket, and you were used to it, and then you came somewhere, and they were like, would you like some arugula on your sandwich? Like, what the <laughs> arugula? Arugula. Arugula. <laughs> I would do the same thing. Yeah. They'd be like, what the fuck is arugula? What the fuck is arugula? There's probably somebody in one of those countries right now doing a podcast making fun of arugula. Yeah. But actually, I think Rocket's kind of cool. I don't even want to make fun of it, necessarily. No, I don't either. Like, like Rocket. Like, why the fuck do we call it arugula? Rocket is so much better. Rocket is super cool thing to call a plant. Rocket's a cool thing to call anything, especially a rocket. Yeah, especially your dick. On that note, let's talk about something that's not our dicks. Um, North Korea and South Korea. North Korea and South Korea. Peace at last. Yeah, that's today. It's happening. And we found we found a video, which I'm sure everybody has also found, because it's on Facebook. But we came across this today, and it's, it's Kim Jong-un and Moon Jae-in, the two leaders, respective leaders. And they... Wow, I, do you I, realize... What I think that they're doing is they're... They're digging. They're digging a, a. They're mutually digging a grave for Donald Trump. That's what I was. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. God. They're about to. They're digging a Thought grave. Stealer. I stole it from your brain. Thought stealer. So let's let's just take a quick look at this video of the two of them working together. There's some clapping going on. The two of them are digging uh, as if they've never dug anything in their lives, wearing suits. Are they digging out of a box? Yeah, they have like piles. They each have piles of dirt in a box. Oh, because they're... they're planting a tree. Yeah. They've never done that before. And they're also both wearing Mickey Mouse gloves. Definitely Mickey Mouse gloves. We took a close look and, you know, Scotty thought maybe they were work gloves, gardening gloves. But we took a closer look and they are, in fact, Mickey Mouse gloves. Yeah, it's... They we, even we have like the down. little like little watering can yeah I think they get more applause for watering the tree than they do for planting. throwing some dirt on it do you think that water is actually going to make the tree grow 
um, like that was the water that that tree needed. Right. Those or like it was, little bits, those little drops that the two of them poured on. Or it was like from the cooling tanks at uh, one of one of the nuclear Kim Jong Un's, you know, enrichment plants. Right. It's just nuclear that, water. That tree is just so, gonna just it's just gonna die. So you what, know, what does that tree represent? Um, uh, peace. The rejoining, yeah, peace. I, I imagine it was probably like in the DMZ or something. Yeah. You know they. They're like, let's plant a tree here. They, like they dug out a landmine and put a tree yeah. in its place. Right, or they just set the landmine off and then already had a hole. Yeah, that, that makes it much easier to plant a tree. Yeah, they just like send somebody running into it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, like one of uh, you know somebody that looked Kim Jong Un in the eye. Yeah. You somebody know. That, yeah. He's, he's got a whole dungeon full of those. Um. So I've got a question for you. Sure. Who's got the cooler name? They both have these three, you know, three-part names. Right, and, and I was actually going to uh, make a point about this. Oh, okay, good. Which is fun. So the Korean names... Scotty it's, says it's fun, so it's fun. Korean names are backwards. Right. So it's last name first, first name last. Yeah, yeah. So Or the, the changeable part is the is the last part. So, like, we've got Un and In. Like, those are their first names. Yeah. Un and In. Like, I'm Joe, you're Scotty. They're Un and In. Yeah. And then their last names are Kim Jong and Moon Jae? Yeah. Is it just a coincidence that they both have two-word last names? I think that's like, you know, it's like... There's no middle name? It's like a Spanish thing, you know, like they... they, Like Van Cleef? names throughout the... Throughout the generations. Oh, they, they... I see. They're 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 getting more names as they go down well, generations. Well, because it was Kim Jong Il and then Kim Jong Un. Maybe when they're like, yeah. once you're supreme leader, it's like your name's locked in. Your name's locked in. You can't get more names right. through marriage or ancestry. Yeah, like who's his mom? Did we ever see his mom? He doesn't have one. I think he no, was. He's a he's, clone. <laughs> well, we know he's a clone, but I think he thinks he's like was divine. Is divine, right? Like he was. He's a God. divine clone. God just made him. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, I, I, any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic, right? So, like, yeah. they just, if you're cloning, like, that's magic. It basically is. I mean, when he was born, it was. Right. Now it's, now it's so accessible, somebody has to have cloned human beings. Oh, yeah. Somebody definitely has. Um, so, so I think we've established that their first names being Un and In, that neither one of those names is cool. No. Right? But their last names, Kim Jong and Moon Jae. Oh, it's all Moon Jae all, all day. Moon Jae. Moon like, Jae all day. I would actually like consider like if I was became a recording artist to make, call myself Moon Jae. Yeah. Or that would at least be like for the, the, the K-pop album that I did. Yeah. Well, for the K-pop album, I'd be Kim Jong. Oh, you think so? Yeah. For the English speakers, I'd be Moon Jae. All right. Yeah. Because it kind of goes with me. I'm, my name starts with a J, so I could be Moon Jae. Yeah. Right? I, I, I can like already Alt-J. see an outfit coming together. Yeah. I just wear a big moon costume. I was thinking you just have your butt cheeks cut out. Oh, even better. I have my butt cheeks cut out, and every time someone tries to take a picture of my butt cheeks, it's... My butt looks really tiny and indistinguishable, like when you try to take a picture of the moon. Oh, uh, okay. Right? Yeah, get like a crater tattoo on it. Yeah. 
You know, you ever notice that though? Like you try to take a picture of the moon, it's, it's like fucking tiny, terrible looking. Yeah, yeah, they're awful. Yeah, it just goes to show that that you could apply that to people too. If you really want to make someone feel better, you just tell them it's okay. Like the moon doesn't take good pictures either. Oh, and really? isn't the moon beautiful? That is a really sweet thing, right? So if you know, if your wife or somebody you care about is ever upset that they didn't take a good photo, you could just use that. Yeah, my wife's pretty photogenic, though. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't have married her if she wasn't. <laughs> Not in this era. <laughs> Not in this era? Not in this era. This era of phones? <laughs> this era of social Phone, media? Social media, right. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah, right. it's like, you know, it's one of those things you always go to, you know? It's like, if, if your wife's saying, like, you know, oh, I, I don't not having a good day she's not feeling pretty she's not feeling like you know they're feeling <laughs> fat or whatever she's like hey babe don't worry like i wouldn't have married you if you were <laughs> super attractive <laughs> Just relax yeah I mean, the fact that you would even need to say that though it's like yeah i wouldn't have even done it if i had if i had even thought that you would somehow become unattractive in any form i would have never married you yeah don't worry that's the it's the ultimate encouragement it is i know it's like i'm, I'm all in yeah <laughs> yeah i mean that's the funny thing too is like you know you, you and i both a year ago if if, if somebody would have told us like you guys are both going to be married in a year we would have been like bullshit yeah. <laughs> yeah no fucking way we're never going to get married no i was just telling my parents that not too long ago because my mom my mom wanted to remind me of it yeah but now when we were talking about the fact that i just got married she was like oh my dad was reminding me how upset my mom was that i said something like that it was like when we were on vacation together or something i, I must have said something snarky like yeah you know what i don't think i'm ever gonna get married not thinking right. and then apparently my mom is like held on to that remark for a long time because my dad that brought it up was like, you, you really hurt your mom's feelings when you said that. <laughs> I was like, well, she must be so happy that I got married then. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, and somebody that's like got plenty of baby-making years left, too. Yeah. She's got to be just over the moon. Yeah, she's... Have, she's... You, have you told her whether or not you're, you plan on having children? Right, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Okay. Yeah. We're, they're still in the overjoyed about having a son that's married yeah. sort of phase. Oh, yeah. I'm sure she loves getting to talk to that. Oh, she, yeah. She, I think they're just so excited about it. I was talking. And, and, you know, I actually owe my mom a phone call because I haven't talked to her in a couple, in like a week maybe. Uh, but I talked to my dad recently, and he's still like on cloud nine about it. You know? He's like trying to give Hannah money and shit. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. He's like, so is she coming to the wedding in Boston? I'm like, yeah, we're working on it. You know, she was trying to figure out the planning behind it. And he's like, well, if he, she needs help buying the ticket, if she needs me to buy her the ticket or the car to get the, from the airport to just, she's family now, you know, like just wants to throw money at her. Right. You know? Oh, it's the daughter he's always wanted to spoil, the right? The daughter he's always wanted to spoil. Yeah. And she is just not, she, she doesn't really respond well to that yeah hannah's punk rock all the way yeah yeah she yeah. doesn't want money yeah 
Yeah. So it's it's gonna be fun to watch them kind of do their thing. Yeah. You know. Oh, definitely. That's that 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 is good. Yeah. Because my dad's this like traditional old Italian guy who just he loves grease and palms, you know, and <laughs> doing nice things for people. Yeah, you know, sure. you know, you guys are going, you're you're going out to yeah, get, yeah, get, yeah. get a bite to eat here, you know, just yeah, like slip shift. He'll slide us a couple hundred bucks, you know, like yeah. Dad, we're going to Pizza Hut. You know, just any excuse, <laughs> any excuse, and uh, I just I wonder how that's gonna how that's gonna play out. Well, hopefully, like, I think he'll, he'll break her down eventually. Hopefully, he'll get he'll be sly about it. He'll be sly about it, and uh, I think he'll break her down eventually. Yeah, yeah, he'll have her eaten out of the palm of his hand. <laughs> All right. Oh well, that we've gotten to the end of our bullet point list. We are. So on that note, I'm gonna eat a toffee. Oh, really? Try to talk. <laughs> okay. We reached the. I'll jump to that. Toffee section of the podcast. <laughs> this one, this is, we're doing this especially for our good friend Mitch, who yeah. was a guest last week, who, who loves it when you make mouth noises in a microphone. Yeah, mouth noises are his favorite. So, what better way to do that? And to eat a gigantic piece of undercooked toffee or perfectly cooked caramel that's called toffee instead. I have to say, though, it is fucking delicious. And now that we've got them inside, they've warmed up a little bit. Mm -hmm. They're not as hard. The first one, it was a little rough. Mm Mm-hmm. But these are nice and chewy now. Well, it's still a little rough. <laughs> I don't mind melt. Maybe, you know what? I had mine in my hand for a while. Oh, okay. I think that's the key. Like keep it in your pocket for a little while. That's what I did with my first one. When you handed it to me, I stuck it in my pocket. Yeah, let it warm up a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's like that's why like grandmas love to give toffee because they like they palm it for a long time. And they have it in their pocket or in their purse, and then they give it to you. It's all like mushy. Mm-hmm. Oh man, my grandma had the worst candy bowl of candy under in, in her living room all the time. It was like little chalky white mints, all kinds of stuff. The worst ever was like, I think they were like, <clears throat> oh man, I'm choking on this topic. <laughs> the worst was like. I think at one point she had, like, generic brand, like, M&M type things. Oh, I remember those. And I went to grab one. And when I picked it up, I picked up, like, all of them. Because they had, like, fused together. Oh, God. (laughs) And, like, like, every single piece of candy came out of the bowl at once. Oh, yeah. And I just, like, dropped it back in there. Yeah, and it'll have, like, a little white... You know, like like. Oh yeah. Just like, yeah, it's like, like a calcium it's like, deposit, but it's like it's just... like it's like a snake hole, like around. A, you can tell there's a snake in the snake hole. Yeah. They leave that white shit. Same thing with like Snickers, old Snickers bars. Yeah, or like old Hershey's bars, like when you buy a bunch for s'mores. And then yeah, they, they start to get that like white. Forget that you have them. Yeah. And when you open it six months later, like oh, we got s'mores stuff. And no, we don't. no, we don't. No, we don't. 
That actually reminds me of a funny story about my friend Dave and Brian, Weak Stream Brian. So Brian is pretty well known for complaining about shit. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're driving. Well, he's a New Jersey housewife, so. Yeah, they, that's what they t typically do. So we're driving somewhere, and it's my friend Dave driving. Actually, I'm, I'm not going to tell this story as if I was there because I wasn't there, but I heard it secondhand. My brother was there. So it's Dave and my brother in the front seat, Brian in the back seat, and they're driving somewhere, and they stop at a 7-Eleven, and they get snacks. And Brian buys a Snickers bar, and it's a kind of a shitty old convenience store. I don't think it was even a 7-Eleven. It was like a shitty old convenience gas station store. Yeah. And they all bought their snacks or whatever, and they get back in their car, and they're driving down the road. And Brian opens the Snickers in the back, and he's, he's like, oh, man. This fucking Snickers is old. It's got, like, that white shit on it. And he's just, like, bitching and moaning about this 99-cent candy bar that he bought, you know? Yeah. Bitching and whining and moaning about it <clears throat> in true Brian fashion. And Dave's driving. He goes, oh, really? It's got white shit on it? Let me see. Brian, like, here. And he hands it to him. And, and Dave just goes, Phoom! immediately. He didn't even look at it. He just grabbed it. And threw it immediately out the window <laughs> and kept driving. And Brian was just like, oh, oh, oh. And he, like, couldn't even say anything because he knew that he was just, like, complaining about it. And, like, Dave was just, like, getting him to shut up about yeah. it. <laughs> just handled. Just handled out handled. the window. Oh, that's a great Brian story. Oh, that is a great Brian story. <clears throat> All right. Well, are, are we finishing? I the think that's it. Yeah, the, the, the toffee part and the snack part is all all done. So I think that called that that's it for our, our tenth episode. Yeah, and it's always fun to finish on Brian, right? Always fun to finish on Brian. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Ding ding ding, <laughs> ding ding ding. <laughs> all right, everybody. Well, thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Dancing About Architecture, and we will see you next time. <laughs>